Hello and welcome to the Expat Partner Podcast. My name is Julia Mida and I'm a life and leadership coach, author and ex-expat partner. In this podcast, I will bring you ideas, inspiration and interviews so you can use this transformational time abroad to create a life that makes you happy and fulfilled. Hello and welcome to the Expat Partner Podcast. My name is Julia Mida and this is episode number 13. Yeah, first of all, I want you to ease into the podcast, so please close your eyes and take a deep breath. And I welcome you to the podcast and I'm happy that you're here. Yeah, last week I couldn't publish an episode because I wasn't able to record one because I had a cold. Um, and I just, yeah, my voice was gone and I couldn't speak into a microphone at all. And you can still hear it. But um, this week I really wanted to um, publish this episode. So I, uh, yeah, took the mic and um, yeah, recorded it for you. Because this topic that I'm talking about today with my interview guests um, is a very important one. And it's about repatriation. And my interview partner today is Tina Busch. And Tina is also German, but she um, lived in the US for five years. And she came back two years ago. And Tina was a lot smarter than I was, because she already thought about repatriation and prepared for it um, while she was in the US. And so she still experienced the reverse, reverse culture shock when she came back. But um, she was definitely be better prepared than um, many others. She also wrote on her blog about it. And as it is in English, you can always go there and reread the articles. Um, they are really good and valuable. And I'm linking to her blog in the show notes. One thing that is very interesting about um, this interview is that we did a follow-up on it. Because when we did the interview, it was um, two or three weeks later, uh, Tina and I were both going back um, to the places we lived in the US um, separately. Um, so she went on a vacation there with her family and I went there with my son two weeks um, after we recorded the interview. And we were very... Um, emotional about it when we talked about it before and curious what we um, would experience and so we decided as we had just did this interview on repatriation that we would um, record a follow-up um, how the vacation and the visit in Chattanooga and Raleigh how they went. So um, you will find um, a smaller interview after the the bigger one about repatriation and we will talk about our experiences there um, while we were in the US and Tina gives a lot of valuable tips in there as well how you can prepare for such a visit. But now enjoy the interview with Tina about repatriation. So today I have a very special guest in the Expat Partner podcast, and it's Tina Bush. 
Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Julia. <laughs> um, as you can hear, we are both German. So a little German accents. That was just one sentence. <laughs> okay, you can hear in my accent. But okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's very special for me because um, we both have similar history. We um, both lived in the US um, mm -hmm. for quite some time and then came back to Germany mm -hmm. and were struggling a little bit with the repatriation. Mm -hmm. And this is the topic that we are talking about today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, I was quite unaware that repatri repatriation is a thing mm -hmm. <laughs> um, until I met you. Mm -hmm. um, you came back a year after mm -hmm. uh, we came back and then I realized, okay, This is repatriation, mm -hmm. and um, I've only saw it um, and the stages after I've been through it. Mm -hmm. So um, when I was in the middle of it, I had no idea what this was. It just mm -hmm. didn't feel good at mm -hmm. all. But you prepared for it, actually, a little bit better than I did. Yes, but I still had to uh, had to go uh, through it. I still had to experience it. Um, yeah, I prepared for it because um, I um, studied English and I always um, um, did a lot of topics and seminars and everything on intercultural communication and of course uh, culture shock and getting used to living in a new culture and then also coming back repatriation and reverse culture shock is always a topic in any intercultural communication uh, class or book or um, or anything. So um, from the theoretical um, point of view, I already knew about it. And then um, becoming an expat myself, I um, could actually... Uh, yeah, experience and live um, that... Um, that life or that, that phase um, myself. So I didn't really experience um, culture shock when we moved um, to the United States because it was for my husband and I, it was like a dream come true. And uh, we both um, speak English and um, we both uh, knew a lot about the American culture. So um, I'm sure there were different or maybe small bits and pieces that you could um, maybe call um, culture shock, but It wasn't, it wasn't difficult to get used to living in the United States. But um, I knew from my studies, but then also um, from talking to other expat um, partners that um, moving back to Germany um, is um, is not as easy as everybody thinks um, it is, and that um, reverse culture shock is actually a thing, is uh, something everyone has um, to go through and everyone has to experience. And um, I thought, well, maybe you can prepare for it and um, make it easier. And that's um, when I started my blog and I, I did um, expat interviews on my blog. So I talked to expat partners, expat wives most of the time who were about to move back um, to Germany. And then I talked to them again after they actually moved back. And I talked to them about um, their experience and any advice. Um, they would have, but um, surprise, surprise, <laughs> um, it, it it didn't make it easier um, for myself. I just, I, I was more aware of what was happening right now and maybe not as freaked out because I knew that this is normal. Um, 
But I mean, that doesn't mean that I was more patient or that it was easier for me. I still had to, um, yeah, experience it and um, take one day after the other and um, couldn't always see the, what do you say, the, the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, yeah, it was, it was still hard and yeah, it's underestimated. Yeah. Um, and it's especially tough when you're in the middle of it because you're, you think it will never end and everything is so dark. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of dark. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> German f winters are dark. Yes. <laughs> yes. Especially when you come from Tennessee. Yes. Yeah. Or North Carolina. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And, um, um, and when we talked about it before, um, you said that it's very important that you take care of yourself mm -hmm. um, during that time but not from the beginning. Mm -hmm. I mean, you should always take care um, of yourself, but especially during these first couple of weeks before you actually move. And then once you move um, your family and if you have kids, the kids have priority. Um, they have to um, feel settled and you have to create a home and... Um, Yeah, make them familiar with uh, the new area, the new house, the new people. Um, and um, that's most of the time the expat uh, partner's um, job. And there's just no no time and no space um, to put yourself first and to actually think about um, how you are feeling and what your plans are and if you have any ambitions. And um, yeah, it's uh, that's going to take a while until... Yeah, your husband uh, goes to work and the kids go to school or to kindergarten. Um, once they are all settled and uh, there's no major drama um, happening anymore, then suddenly you find yourself unpacking uh, your last uh, moving box and um, and then asking yourself, so um, what now? And um, why am I so sad? And uh, why do I miss my old life and um, what's going to happen in the future but um, that that can't happen right at the beginning um, yeah it will be a couple of weeks or months until you will get there and uh, for me that happened um, in the fall November I think November is the the worst month uh, in Germany because it, it gets dark uh, early and uh, the sky is usually grey and there's rain and Yeah. I find February. Yeah, February. Hard. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. February <laughs> is hard too. Um, but yeah, that was uh, November for me. And um, yeah, um, that was, that's difficult. Tough. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And you said the sentence before, and actually, every time you say that, it's, uh, I tear up a little bit because it's so true. You said you lost yourself along mm -hmm. the way yes. while moving yes. back. Yeah. And that's um, whenever someone asks, ask me at that time and um, even now um, ask me about that experience. Um, it's um, yeah, because I didn't put myself first and every everybody and everything else was more important. Suddenly I got to the point and um, I didn't really know uh, who I was and what I wanted to to do with my life and my career which had been on hold for five years because we lived in Chattanooga for five years and I worked um, a little bit but um, I also had a baby and was always my my husband's career that um, 
that had a priority and then yeah then we were back and um yeah so i always said well it seems like i've lost myself along the way um maybe i i was still in packed up and wrapped up in one of the moving boxes um but that's what it felt like yeah um and um it took well i could say a while but <laughs> to say the truth it took a long time to get climb out of that box and actually find a purpose and direction and um yeah see the light at the end uh, at the end of the of the tunnel yeah. yeah and i find it especially hard because nobody or the people who stayed in germany or the people you meet newly in germany when you're back because you move somewhere else they're not interested at all. Mm -hmm. They just think, okay, you, you lived somewhere else, mm -hmm. where, wherever it was, maybe in Asia or in mm -hmm. US or somewhere. And then you're just there and they're not, I mean, your, your, your story is so lost. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to talk about it. And then you're just alone, yeah. more alone. Yeah, you don't they, know who you are and yeah. you, you, you can't talk about what you experienced. Yeah. No. Yeah, they they can't relate, and um, no matter if it's new people you meet, but also um, old friends or family members. Um, um, so it's important to find um, your tribe and uh, and and your people. And um, one very important uh, role is um, the expat mamas um, community. Um, It has uh, played an important role in my life um, for a long time. And this is how the two of us mm -hmm. um, met. And um, yeah, it's just very important to have like-minded people who have had the same experience and um, who can share um, yeah, your feelings and uh, your thoughts and also your frustrations, um, yeah. who can relate to um, what you are what you are going through right now and um, it's always helpful if you have someone who um, has already made these experiences who is not at the same stage that you are at right now but who can maybe um, uh, tell you that this is normal and that it will pass it's yeah. not going to be like that forever and this is what um, the expat mamas community or my um, in my case um um, I, ha I have a very yeah, tight-knit circle of, um, of friends from that um, expat time in Chattanooga. And um, yeah, that's a very, very strong friendship. And um, oh, we helped. We are still help, helping each other, um, each other through it. And yeah, that's important. And what also helped me a lot is um, coaching. I had a coach at my side um, as soon as the 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 repatriation the going back process um, started and it was just very helpful to have someone who put myself first at least for that 60 minutes every every two weeks and I actually had to um, listen to my thoughts and my feelings and um, um, had some time for reflection and um yeah that that helped a lot and i started that before we actually moved and um i also continued that um once we moved back and um i'm still doing it today mm -hmm. and um yeah that's the big help and and biggest um support yeah yeah, yeah and it's um 
and it even though you had the coaching and you knew about repatriation um you still had to go through those ups and downs mm-hmm. um and i think if you if you don't do something like this um the the fall is so much higher mm-hmm. and um because you are so unprepared that these feelings will come at all you're so looking forward to going back mm-hmm. and then you're back and you're like oh my god what what is this mm-hmm. um because you've changed everybody around you has changed but still some things have haven't changed mm-hmm. and but and everybody sometimes the, the most difficult part the yeah. things that haven't changed and then um but everybody expects you to to fit right back in mm-hmm. yeah and once you're done with all the organizing um and everything then it's just yeah it, it hits you so much harder but um yeah i think if you if you really look at your feelings and with the help of a coach you can do this really well um it's you don't numb them you really Mm -hmm. you have to look at them and um it doesn't make it better no Mm -hmm. or it makes it better but it 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 doesn't take it away Mm -hmm. completely but it 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 softens it a little bit it makes it easier a little bit easier um to to um yeah to be able to cope um with with your feelings and um the whole situation i was I was glad then when the reverse culture shock hit me the most or when it was at its worst um, that I already had a coach at my side. Because I think what's really hard is when you don't have someone and you you don't really know what's going on with uh, yourself and then you start looking for someone or you someone else, I think someone else might have to make you aware of um, that you need or should talk um, to a coach um, or that you need outside help and uh, I had everything set up at that point already because I had already been working uh, with a coach for um, for a couple of months and um, yeah that was especially now looking back at this phase um, I think at that time I didn't re- uh, really realize how important um, that was for me but now looking back, I that would would be my um, my piece of advice: have someone at your side um, who can um, help you and support you um, mm-hmm. during that time and prepare it in advance. Yeah, and pre- yeah prepare it in advance and yeah, yeah and have that outside uh, perspective. Um, yeah, that yeah that was very 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 helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, it is you only see it now yeah and that moment you did the right thing but you didn't know that it was the right yeah, thing that's right yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so when does the when you should when should you start the repatriation process mm-hmm. well um i think um once you make the decision to um to experience that expat life and uh, to move abroad and have this adventurous um, life uh, in a different country um, you should already be um, aware or have the the going back the repatriation uh, project in the back of your mind, and that's not it's not difficult um, um, to um, to be reminded um, of of moving back um, to Germany because in in an expat community um, you always have families moving, um, returning, um, or um, being new arrivals. Um, so the the topic is is always there, and you will always find um, find someone who is talking about it. 
but then I think um, I prepared a checklist um, what you should do um, starting about six months um, before you move back. And I also, I did a bucket list project um, while we were still living in Chattanooga and I put all the things uh, on the list that I I wanted to to do, experience, buy um, before we move back. And um, yeah, I think about six months uh before your moving date um that's a good um starting point um because this is when you can start looking for um houses and um meet the deadlines for school registrations or daycare uh, registrations and um but you still have enough time uh to prepare for all of that and um also live live your um live your expat life i wouldn't advise to start earlier than that because that will just mess with with the whole um, experience. But six months, yeah, six months at the latest because, yeah, you have to prepare yourself um, emotionally uh, for it um, as well and you have to prepare, uh, prepare the kids, um, yeah, no matter what age they are. Um, I think you need to um, include them in the whole um, planning um process according to their age uh, of course mm -hmm. yeah yeah that was actually something that we didn't do well mm -hmm. um we've been to germany to our house um a, a few times while we while we lived in the u.s and then we came back and our son was he was four and a half he was so looking forward to going back mm -hmm. and somehow we 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 saw his excitement but we missed to tell him that we were completely moving back mm -hmm. he kind of knew it but the the realization when we were back after four weeks or so he realized that he would wouldn't see his friends again and mm -hmm. he he really lost his friends and his school and mm -hmm. everything he he kind of knew it but he somehow emotionally he didn't mm -hmm. and then when this hit him It was so hard, and it is still hard to this day that he um, he he's not good with change mm -hmm. anymore. He's afraid of change, mm -hmm. and he um, I'm not allowed to throw anything away um, of his mm -hmm. things, and um, he always wants to be with his friends and doesn't like to uh, meet new people. Mm -hmm. So he's really for him it's it's tough, mm -hmm. um, and um, I I totally underestimated that. Mm -hmm. Because I, I I was just seeing his excitement of going back to our house and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, see our kids I wouldn't say that they no, they were not excited um to go back to Germany because they didn't know where we would go to and move to. They had never been to uh, Burghausen. They had only seen um, the house and the school and the kindergarten from videos that I took because I um I actually um, went um to uh, Burghausen on my own. Um, to to actually look for a house and uh, do the school registration and everything a couple of months before we moved back and then I took photos and videos um, and uh, showed that all of that um, to them and that really helped to prepare them um, they were only excited um, about uh, seeing Oma and Opa <laughs> um, but they don't live where we are living right now That so that was just that was more like a like a visit And um, yeah, but I, well, they were five and three at that, no, six and three at that time. Um, it was hard for them, but 
it was it i think it didn't how can i say that it didn't didn't have um it, it doesn't influence them for the rest of their life it was not an emotional how can uh, I trauma say it? yeah it was not yeah yeah uh, it was not it was hard um but it was not um a drama yeah no. and if we ever do this again mm -hmm. um i know i will do it differently because mm -hmm. of that experience mm -hmm. yeah and just prepare them more for it mm -hmm. yeah speaking of preparing yes <laughs> um We already ta um, also talked about companies, uh, the companies mm -hmm. who are sending um, the expats to another country. Mm -hmm. um, I assume that country, uh, companies from other countries are um, doing the same job as German companies because there's always it's not a good job at all that mm -hmm. German companies do when it comes to repatriation mm -hmm. that they um, they're giving you intercultural training or language training and everything when you go away mm -hmm. but when you come back you're kind of lost yes maybe yeah. you can do a, a look and see trip coming home yes but, yeah but yeah uh, I mean I did that but I, on we, your own expense yes oh okay. yeah We paid that for that uh, out of our own um, pockets, um, and um, I think that was also for me that was so helpful because I hadn't been back to Germany in in more than three years um, until I went to that on that uh, look and see trip, and that was hard to leave the kids and my husband in the states, and then I had to travel all by myself. Um, it was not cheap. But yeah, this is something that um, the the company um, that's where they could invest uh, uh, money, and that would be that would be helpful um, for families to make um, moving back um, easier um, emotionally, but also on an um, organize. Can you say organizational level? That's not the word. Um, yeah, on everything that you need to um, to organize. Um, yeah yeah but also um uh, when it comes to yeah emotionally coming back and um going back to your old job or maybe maybe not maybe mm -hmm. doing something else because you've been out of your job for i don't know five years or so um um the same you can do um coaching and they can you know, support people with that yes um or um Yeah, just being yeah. seen. Yeah, being seen and being heard and that your experiences uh, matter. And especially, I think, um, that you as an expat partner uh, matter and that they see um, and value um, the the work. Um, the, yeah, the work you did during the, the time that you, that you lived abroad. But this is, I mean, many companies, they don't even... Uh, value and see what the the actual working um, partner the the employee does. Um, the employee returns, and if he's lucky, uh, there is a free desk and um, maybe someone who remembers his name. Um, but his experiences and um, lessons learned they don't always matter and no one ever i mean i i haven't i haven't heard of a company who was ex, uh, interested in the expat partners experiences and knowledge and um 
and lessons learned for example it doesn't it doesn't play a role anymore and yeah that would be something that um that um both sides could um actually profit from because these lessons learned from expat families um companies can use them um to prepare others um, for going abroad or for coming back and um, as an expat partner or as an expat family you um, you feel would feel more valued and that your um, experiences may be positive or negative experiences that they actually matter and um, yeah companies um, still have a lot um, to do mm -hmm. in that in that area yeah um, also um um, to avoid that um, their employees or the families that they are unhappy with the situation and um, that happens often that um, families um, take on the next assignment as soon as possible because they just don't um, fit in anymore um, uh, or that um, the employees are looking for a new job that or um that when they're unhappy um it also affects their work they're not as productive yeah um and i mean this shouldn't be the first reason but for of course for a company who's thinking economically it is um and it would make i mean it's not a big investment when you look at the overall expenses for it for this expat time yes for this delegation yeah. then um i mean that giving a little coaching um just having an employee from hr maybe listen to the experience mm -hmm. um, um that the family had and then take this maybe and put it into you can also maybe put it into a magazine um, yeah. in the um, employee magazine or make a little podcast out of it for for other people mm -hmm. who are going abroad or so yeah. um i think it's not that it's not a lot of effort but it would do a lot for the families. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wouldn't. It would never take away this uh, emotional roller coaster of this repatriation time. Yeah, but, but at the, least, yeah, it's it would soften it. Yeah, yeah. but the the emotional roller coaster is um, necessary. Yeah, um, it's just part of the whole experience. Um, um, a friend of mine she described the the repatriation process like the grieving process. There are just different stages that you have to experience to um yeah to to feel happiness happiness again and to um become a strong um a strong person again and um i think i think that that is true yeah yeah mm. i think those are last good words <laughs> <laughs> so um let people know where they can find you and what you're offering mm -hmm. So um, I think the best way to find me or to connect with me is um, on my website. Uh, the address is www.tinabush.com. And uh, there um, you can also find the link to my Instagram and my Facebook uh, profile, although I'm not very active on Facebook right now. So Instagram is um, the best way to um, to reach me right now. And um, also on my website, you, um, you find my um, services. So I'm an English, well, teacher is not the right word, maybe an English coach or an English uh, um, trainer. I am um, offering... Um, 
one-on-one um, English uh, training and um, it's well the training is tailored to my clients um, interests and um, job needs um, and um, yeah so it's very um, in individualized is, is that um, that the word and I also offer um, expert training for um, German families um, who are moving to the United States and um, yeah but you can you can find more um, about that on my website perfect yes and we will have a little follow-up to this interview because we are um, both um, are going back on vacation mm -hmm. uh, to the places we lived in the mm -hmm. US. So you're going back to Chattanooga and mm -hmm. I'm going back to Raleigh soon. And after that, we will have uh, yeah, a little chat about how it felt, what it did to us, um, and yeah, maybe how it changed us, mm -hmm. how it changed the, the people or the um, everything else there changed, or maybe not. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm really looking forward yeah, I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious what that will yeah. feel like. And it's yeah. really funny that we're going at the same time. Yes. Yeah. And North Carolina and Tennessee, they're uh, very close. Yeah, we can meet <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah, we can yeah, we can meet at the border maybe. <laughs> Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So then talk to you then again. Yeah, I'm looking forward to our follow-up um interview. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the interview with Tina on repatriation and that you learned a lot and got some tips from her. And now, um, as promised, um, you will hear the smaller interview on, uh, yeah, and the little report that Tina gave me when she was back from her visit in Chattanooga. I have done my, um, Yeah, roundup of my vacation in Raleigh already uh, in an earlier episode. So it's this is more about Tina's visit in Chattanooga. And she um, also has some tips how to prepare for such a visit and what to expect and what not. So today I'm back with Tina. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad to be back. <laughs> yeah, so when we did our last interview, um, it was a few weeks before we both went to visit the places we lived in where, where we were in the US. Mm -hmm. I went to Raleigh and you were in, uh, to Chattanooga and it was mm -hmm. um, yeah, almost at the same time. And so we decided um, after we talked so much about repatriation to talk about our experience um, after we had gone back and how it felt. And I already did my um, one episode about it and uh, but now I want to hear from you how it was how you felt um, what you experienced and um, how it also felt when you came back too mm -hmm. many questions at once but <laughs> just talk. I will try to answer one after the other <laughs> okay so um, um, as I said in our last interview interview I was pretty nervous and um, especially when it comes to emotions, how I would feel um, to be back in, in Chattanooga. And um, yeah, the whole trip was kind of a revelation because um, once we got there, um, life was so normal. And um, 
I didn't expect that. Um, I thought there would be more excitement, um, more teary eyes, more, um, yeah, more emotions. But um, the moment we um, arrived in Chattanooga and uh, drove around the city and uh, worked on our to-do list because we all made a, made a list of things and we wanted to buy and do and places to visit and people to meet and um yeah we we crossed everything off our list and um yeah it was life was just normal and um the people told us well it well have you really been gone for two years it doesn't feel like that it just feels like you just came back from a long trip and um yeah it was yeah normal that's the word and um I thought uh, it would be different. And um, it's, it's good to know that, um, that life can be like this in, um, or that, that we can have a different life, a, a different normal life in a, in a different um, country and a different culture. Um, but uh, now I um, lost track of what I wanted to say. <laughs> Fine, I would just uh, cut that one out. Okay, good. But uh, <laughs> so were you disappointed um, that it felt so normal? Um, no, not disappointed. Um, not at all. It was, um, it was more, it was, I was very satisfied that it, it feels like that, that it is, um, that it is so normal. Um, but I wasn't, no, I wasn't disappointed Um at all and um it also helped me realize how good life is in germany and um i think now i can appreciate my life that i have now um much more because what what tends to happen or at least what happened to me that i thought well life is better in chattanooga and uh, things are better in chattanooga and um um, the coffee is better and yeah, everything is better in Chattanooga. And um, then I got there and of course the, the coffee was good and the burger was good and um, the weather was good as well, but um, it wasn't better than it is here in Germany or in Burghausen. Um, it's um, yeah, as I said before, there are two different lives, life in Germany and life in the United States and um, both are normal and none of the lives is, better than the other just a little bit different maybe mm -hmm. yeah yeah it just it feels like you painted a very pretty picture in your head mm -hmm. and glorified it and then glorification yes yeah. that's the, that's that's the word um yeah. that's the word for it and i also um i think especially my husband he was afraid that i would be an emotional mess again once we um once we get to uh, chattanooga and uh, when i um had to leave the city again and it wasn't like that at all because um we were there for about five or six days and um once it was time um to move on and to uh, travel to our next um destination he asked me so are you going to be sad again are you going to cry again because that happened when we left two years ago and i said no i'm not going to it's uh i'm i'm happy i'm satisfied um but i'm ready for for our next destination and um i don't have the feeling anymore that i that I have to go, um, that I have to go back or that I have to spend more time here. Yeah. 
yeah and um that was quite a surprise i didn't expect that yeah mm -hmm. but it is actually so freeing because you um yeah now you have the freedom to go back but you don't have to go back it's mm -hmm. just um um, yeah, it's your decision. And it's, uh, as long as you can make a decision, um, it's always better, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah, so. and over, yeah, and over the past two years, I always, I mean, I got more used to living in Germany and I accepted it. And I also um, arrived in my German life. Um, but there was always this tiny little, maybe nudge is the right word. I, I always had this feeling that something was missing and um, I had a longing, I think longing is, is the word in, um, in English for that life we had in Chattanooga and that is gone now. It feels like that trip um, was the final um, paragraph of um, the chapter that's called Chattanooga in my life. I had to go back there to um, finish that chapter and to close it. And um, yeah, now I can move on and work on my, um, continue working on my Burghausen chapter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it's always um, your new life um, is overshadowed, overshadowed by the other life that you had before, I mean, it's always, it never can be that bright. Mm -hmm. um, as it maybe is now for you mm -hmm. and it's um, yeah it was always there in the background although over two years of course it, it that changes and it moves to the background more and more but it was still there and now it's gone and you know what's really interesting because you also asked me about um, how I felt when I came back um, since I'm back here in Burghausen I feel like I have to change the interior of our house. And um, it's, I don't mean by that that I need a new bed or a new couch or something, but I, I, um, I have a lot of, especially decorations that remind me of um, life in the South, living in Chattanooga. Um, there are photos and um, artwork and um, pillows with sayings on it. Um, so those tiny decorative pieces um, you have in your house. And um, since uh, we came back, I feel like it doesn't fit me anymore. It doesn't fit my life and it doesn't fit my attitude anymore. So um, I haven't gotten rid of everything yet. Of course not. But I'm adding other pieces to it. And I'm finally, you know, my office, for example, you've seen my office. Um, I'm working on my office now. And I, good. <laughs> yes. And um, my office was a mess before. Um, I, I was fine working in here. But now I feel like um, I have to tackle that project. And um, yeah, I have to change. I have to re-decorate. Um, um, certain spaces and um, my space um, I'm finally um, yeah I, I have the mindset maybe now <laughs> um, to finally finish uh, my office and um, yeah mm -hmm. be in here and, and work in here and um, design it the way I feel about it mm. yes yeah, so you finally settled in you yes. arrived in Burghausen yeah I yeah that's what it that's what it really feels like and um, this is, yeah, and this is, I think, this is why I had to do 
that trip. I'm so glad, although we debated for a long time, should we do it? Um, what, will it be good for the kids? Um, it's, it's a lot of money <laughs> for people flying um, over there, but um, I'm glad we did it. And, uh, but I didn't know that, um, that this was going to happen, that, that this is how I would feel um, after the trip. Mm. But the freedom is worth it. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, I can only recommend doing that <laughs> once uh, yeah, you've um, mastered uh, the, the bulk of repatriation. Then maybe it's time to go back and um, see, see how you feel like um, when, you, when you move back or when you visit your, your former hometown, home city. Yeah, yeah I think that's very... Um, important to do that um and if you can make it possible always do it mm -hmm. um but as you just said only after you finish the repatriation but otherwise you will um yeah it might make you even more sad mm -hmm. um, when you do that i i remember mm, we went back half a year after um we moved back to germany we went back to raleigh because i finished my coach training and um It was heartbreaking. It mm -hmm. was so, um, we were not part um, of the Raleigh community anymore. Um, we lived in a hotel and everything, but mm -hmm. we, um, on the other hand, uh, we were also not part yet of the, uh, the community where we now live in. And um, because everything was still new and we had to get to know people. And especially when you um, moved away, when you had, no kids or were not involved that much. And now you had like a four-year-old and five, um, five-year-old almost. And now you, yeah, you're in a different circle. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but now it was okay. And I remember um, shortly before we went uh, to Raleigh this summer, um, I went to the swimming pool and there we met so many people from our um, town, all the kids and the parents, and I felt so part of it. Mm -hmm. um, And um, I think this, you need to belong somewhere before you can go back. Otherwise, it might hurt you even more. Mm -hmm. I totally agree with that. <laughs> And I don't have anything to add. <laughs> Good. Yeah. So thank you so much for all those insights. And uh, congratulations on your newfound freedom. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> Yeah, I hope you enjoyed those two interviews. And of course, I'm always curious what your experiences with repatriation are. Maybe you are already um, back in your home country and you're through with the repatriation or maybe you're in the middle of it. Maybe you're going back soon or you're just at the beginning of your expat time and you're not thinking about repatriation at all. But um, whatever it is and wherever you are on your journey I would love to hear about it so um, if you want to send me a message and tell me um, about it or tell me what you're afraid of or what you're thinking about it whatever it is send me an email to podcast at dreamfinder-coaching.de or send me a message on Facebook or Instagram I would really love to hear from you And um, yeah, go into the discussion about repatriation. 
because it's such an important topic and it's totally underestimated. And I want to help you through it. And if we can do this by talking about it and um, keeping the discussion up, I would be very happy if we can help you and others um, yeah, to do a better job at repatriation than I did. So um, hear you next week and I will be back with another interview. Bye and have a great day. This was the Expert Partner Podcast with Julia Mida. Thank you for listening. If you want more information on how you can create your dream life, please visit my website. You will find it under www.dreamfinder-coaching.com. There you will find all information and links for this and other episodes. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram, and I would love to connect with you there. If you have questions or feedback for me, or if you have any idea for a topic that I can cover for you in this podcast, please email me under podcast at dreamfinder-coaching.de. I wish you a wonderful day and please enjoy your life.